You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. Matt Labrie, you are rocking with us here on the Decoding Success Podcast and going into 2020, as I mentioned last week, we are doing something different and I'm really excited for today's episode because I got my guy here with me, my fucking guy, Phil Massia. What's up, man? Great to be here. Here in the flesh. And listen... When I was Phil, Phil's actually just off a fresh trip from Ecuador, so I just want to give him a shout out for that because he just landed he, today, five a.m. He's looking tan right now, and as I hit him up earlier this morning, and he was still catching a nap, like he said, he got home five a.m. I hit him up and I said, "Phil, we need to do something on the podcast ASAP," and you're going to be hearing a lot more of Phil. We got a lot more episodes coming out after this, but there was one thing in particular that I just told Phil about that I said I really wanted to talk about because it was a conversation we had in a car going somewhere. I forgot where we we were even going, but it was the story of the cooked ham. Yes. And it sounds weird to start, but I'm going to let Phil break it down real quick and then I want to dive into this. So Phil, be my guest, my man. So I shared a story with Matt, actually, this is about three weeks ago, and uh, this was powerful. It's, uh, oh, actually, I'll, I'll go right into it and then... We'll break it down a little bit, but I heard a story. It was about a mother and daughter talking about Christmas dinner, and the daughter's over the house, and she says to the mom, you know, Mom, what are we cooking? She says, oh, we're going to cook the ham like we always do every single year. And the daughter's got the the uh, the roast out. She got the pan out, and the mom, she watches the mom cut the ham at both ends. And she looks at it, and she says, Mom, why do you cut the ham at both ends? You know, is it is it like for certain like for base thing? Is it better for the juices? You know, hmm, I'm you know I don't understand. And she's the mom's like, hmm, good question. I um, you know your grandmother always did that. And she's like, you have any idea why your grandmother did that? No. So the daughter, you know, being insightful, is like, well, let's get grandma on the phone. Okay, call up grandma. Hey grandma, I'm over here with mom. We're about to cook the ham. You know, I noticed mom cuts the ham at both ends. You know, why does she do that? You know, is it because, like, you know, it's basted better? Is better juice juicier? Hmm. Good question. You know, my mother always did that. And this story, you know, knock on wood, great-grandma, she's still with us. So they call out great-grandma and say, great-grandma, you know, cooking this ham with mom, and you know she said her mom did it, and then and then grandma said you did it. You know, just wondering, you know, why did why did you do that? She said, oh, that's funny. She goes, when I had the pot, the pot wasn't big enough for the whole ham, so we had to cut off the ham at both ends. <laughs> that's my favorite part of that, bro. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, the, the the story for me was so powerful because it just goes to show that. You know, we grow up in a certain state, you know, around parents, family, and we never question why we do certain things. Right. We never question or or look at the intentionality of it. Is it right? Is it wrong? Like, why do we do what we do? We just do it just because we accept it, just because that's, that's what we were told to do and never actually think about it. So that story is super powerful because I think when you start asking yourself deeper questions, that's when your life takes on a whole new trajectory. Yeah, no, I agree, man. And I'm glad we're able to chop this up because, I mean, 
I know both of us have had conversations with each other and we've talked about how we see what our parents do within us, both the good and the bad, right? I mean, I could sit here and tell you a million and one things my parents do that I see in myself. I hate seeing it in them. And I mean, listen, I'm sure people that are tuned into this right now can relate with that as well. So to that point, I'm just curious um, from your opinion. And I know, obviously, you've been someone I looked up to. You've mentored me in multiple different aspects of life. So I'm curious what you have to say when it comes down to how we actually rewire ourselves to get rid of those habits that we may not necessarily want and start questioning those things so i'm curious what you got to say yeah absolutely man um well you just said a spot on like growing up uh i mean my parents are my heroes you know i look up to them you know that's the closest person to you that you want to model you're with them every day you know 24 7 i was raised by my mother sister my aunt so this is just those figures and you know just like you said i did things just because they did it like my dad's my hero my mom's my hero and growing up you just automatically assume like okay because they did it and they're a good person a good you know model citizen like you know that must be the way to do it so never ever once thought like could this be off could this be wrong am i upsetting certain people by doing it this way that way and Honestly, it wasn't until I started hitting like my later teens and started realizing it and then my early 20s started becoming like even more intentional about it, saying, hey, I noticed that when I do this, people react this way or this person reacts this way. And in the beginning, yeah, it's like we talked about before, it's a little bit of ego. It's like, oh, they, you know, they just must be off or maybe they're a little weird because Mm -hmm. they don't see it the way I see it. Never once thought like, okay, um, is what I'm saying is the way I see it, is that the right way? And then you start to dive deeper and deeper and deeper. And when enough of this happens, and I think the way I saw it was when I'm hanging around people who I really want to become and I see how their behavior is and who do they model, I start to ask the questions, okay, did their parents teach them this? You know, who did they grow up around or where else did they learn it from? Some people, they were blessed. They were around really good people from a young age, but the majority of people I met had to learn it. So then that was like exciting for me because I'm like, okay, they learned it. I could learn it, you know? Mm-hmm. So how, how do I learn it? Okay, I think when I'm just putting myself around people and I'm like sucked into that vacuum of, of, okay, when I do something, let me actually think about why am I doing it? What's the intention behind it? Is it right? Is it wrong? Because one interesting thing we talked about is our parents taught us what they know, the best they know. Mm-hmm. If they knew better, they would do better. Right. So, you know, they're giving us the best they had. Okay, let's. it's our job now to take that and go on to the next thing. So when it comes to the rewiring is, I think first, first before you even rewire, you need to know, okay, am I conscious about this? And usually, sometimes it's when you get a little gut check, to be completely honest. I get a little gut check and it's like, you know, this is happening a lot. Why is this happening? Is it me? Is it you? So to realize it, 
like I said, hang out with enough people that see it from that perspective and you want to be them. You're like, wow, they see it that way. They're my, you know, ideal person I want to be. So I think it's first, it's, it's realizing it. It's being aware of it is the first step. Then when you're aware of it, then you're open to the change. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, um, maybe like with your health, like you're really overweight and then something bad is about to happen. It's about to go down like really bad. And now it's like, oh shit. And boom, I'm aware of it. So I think first aware of it. And then when it comes to rewiring, I mean, I could talk about this forever, but like the rewiring process happens once you're intentional about it. Okay, what's the next step to get you to the point where you want to be. So for me, I learned it was consistency and repetition, not just telling myself something once. I needed to ask myself something, believe that I wanted it, and then consistently do it over and over and over. So it's cool to say, okay, I want to be this person or do this thing, but if I do it once, it's not good enough. It didn't hit. Right. It's a journey. You know? It's a process. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You know, like uh, just like in school, like I had a conversation with someone recently about, you know, uh, school is 12 years and not 12 days for mm-hmm. a reason. So ask first it's awareness, you know, through my personal journey, then asking myself that question, who do I want to be? How do I want people to perceive me? When people aren't near me, do I want, what do I want them to think of Phil Massia? Okay, cool. I ask myself that. Now I gotta believe I can become that person. And then to become that person, I gotta habitually act as that person consistently over and over and over. Right. You know, and then the process to rewire that, this has been a journey for me. It's, and I'm by no means a professional, you know, growing every single right, day. Right. This is a lifelong journey. The rewiring process, if I could give a piece of advice to anyone, start as soon as possible and it's never too late to start mm-hmm. and just stay with it over and over and over. And it's, cause it's a lifelong journey. You're not only going to be a beacon for yourself, you're going to be a beacon for anyone around you. And then as your legacy passes down, your family, you know, future generations, re- rewiring for me, it happened through a lot of seminars, happened to people I, w- I was hanging out with, who I wanted to become, you know, proximity, like we talk about. Um, rewiring meant breaking old patterns. Mm-hmm. So like, I would see myself sometimes talking to somebody like, could be business, could be a female, could be one of my boys. And you ever talk to somebody and you notice that you say something and they say something back to you and all of a sudden you clench up a little bit, like you get tight, but you don't know why you get tight. So my jaw gets a little tighter, my face is a little red and I'm saying to myself, like, okay, in the beginning, this was normal. Like, okay, I just, this is normal for me, I get tight. But then as I start to become more aware, I think this is when your life changes, is when when something happens, you actually sit with it in the moment and say, why do I act this way? Mm-hmm. Funny enough, man, I'm like, holy shit. In this moment, I'm reminded of my mom. I'm reminded of my dad. This right. is exactly how my mom would react in this moment. This is exactly how my dad would react in this moment. And then I'm like, you know what? I love my mom. I love my dad. Great people. They've done so much for me. But in this situation, I choose to be 
you know, left or right of what they taught me, you know, just because I know there's a better way to handle this. There's a more effective way to handle this. And like it starts, it starts hitting me. And when I think you can actually go through that moment, but you can sit in it and you can say, why did this moment happen? What could I have done differently to go left or right of it? I think that's like that intentionality. It's now you're on like a whole new level. Like where you go from there is is totally different. You'll keep doing that with like any little thing in life. So, okay, business-wise, right? Speak to a client. I just said something on this sales phone call and this person reacted a certain way. And, you know, maybe they didn't want my service or my product. How did I react towards it? Oh man, you know what? That reminded me of the guy who taught me business that I used to work for a few years back. Oh shit, I just acted just like him. Oh shit, that guy didn't really get the ideal clients that I wanted. Oh shit, I'm gonna be him, I'm Mm -hmm. becoming him. Oh shit, let me be intentional about it and let me change my trajectory a little bit. You can realize it in business, you can realize it in you know, family and life and relations. I saw this as universally applicable to everything. And it was like an aha moment for me. Yeah, no, 100%. And one thing that I like that you said, and I definitely resonated with it on a high level, is the fact that you essentially were looking for the answers, but you were looking for them within yourself, right? Yes. And I think that's where a lot of people get caught up. And I mean, I'm speaking from exa- you know, from a personal example, from my personal experience when I say that, because oftentimes when there's something I don't like about myself, whether that is um, the fact that I feel like I have anxiety or the fact that uh, my business might, might not be where it's at, where the, you know, where the podcast is going, things of that nature, I start looking from the outside perspective, right? I always find myself looking outside, but really it's inside. And I think that's exactly where people need to start, especially when it comes to this. And I think it goes all the way back to that ham story, right? Absolutely. Uh, it's insane. So everything, everything on everything externally, it starts because of an internal result. It might sound woo woo, might sound rah rah, but I mean, man, it's life principles 101, how you feel about yourself, the questions you ask yourself. Just being comfortable with yourself, knowing that you're worthy, like, once again, goes back to repetition, consistency. Who do you want to become? Do you believe you can be that person? Repetitiously doing it over and over, you becoming comfortable in your own skin, who you are, who you're going to become, like, I mean, a life evolved from the inside out. Growing up, you're always looking for, when I say you, I mean people and myself. I was looking for, at certain moments in my life, external validation. Oh, I want to be the rock star on the baseball team. I want to get, ki- I want to get picked for, you know, kickball in the schoolyard first. You right. know, if I do, I'm gonna feel like a sucker. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, 100%. you know what I'm saying? Like, don't pick me last for the basketball game. I know I'm like, at that time, I was like four ten. You know? <laughs> I grew a little since then, but like, you know, it's an external thing. And then when you realize how powerful you are internally you can change not only your life, but a lot of other people's lives. Like you you just become a beacon just by being yourself. Like you right. don't have to do anything special. You just be you and that's enough. And like, I mean, you can change the world around you because of it. A hundred percent. And you know, 
I definitely wanted to talk about that on a whole other episode, um, especially when it comes to the fact that, you know, you need to fill your cup. And again, I just said this to you before we even started recording over the past week or so, I've literally had like a life revelation where I'm just changing a whole bunch of shit. And one thing I realized is that I have been personally trying to fill other people's cups and my cup isn't full. But the reason my cup isn't full is because of my internal, right? So for instance, I mean, I have a cup right here i'm filling my cup but i'm filling my cup as it's tilted like this and i know people can't really see what i'm doing right now so water can still go in it and water doesn't necessarily come out of it but it's coming out of the bottom and i always feel like the bottom of the cup is ourselves um, from an internal perspective so i know what i did i hired a coach i literally just hired a coach not cheap at all but at the same time like i need someone to help me find the answers within me i know i'm the answer Right. So what's your opinion on that? What do you think that someone listening to this right now should be doing to start to do that internal work? Yeah, I think that for me, the internal work was just a deep yearning to literally want to be the best me I could possibly be. It was like it was scoping my life out five, 10, 50, 100 years from now and saying, am I proud of who Phil Masia is? Um, am I proud of, you know, how, how he made people feel? Right. It wasn't just about like, what has he done monetarily or financially? Because that was my initial perception of what like, you know, success was, but how does he make people feel? So um, th- first I had to, you know, look deep inside and say, okay, you know, how do I want to be remembered? And then Okay, cool. I'm I'm here on point A, and how I want to be remembered is point B. How do I get to B as fast as possible? Um, for me, it was you know looking into sources that most people don't look into because it's not contemporarily cool. Or what at least, sources? Or at least when I was, it was honestly it was it was great great leaders, great speakers. Um, people in the field it could be any it could be anybody from let's say your local entrepreneur your local business person up to let's say someone you might look up to Oprah Winfrey you might look up to The Rock you might look up to Tony Robbins it was uh, people who did a lot of good in the world but also at the same time uh, I, I believe profitability and happiness can go together and it should so there were people who were winning on all levels like you said your cup was full mm-hmm. uh I learned that there's like five to 10 areas in our life. Like you have family, faith, fitness, you have uh, time management, you have health, uh, you have your finances. And I noticed that some people's cup is really full. Like I, I, as you know, I used to be an, uh, an accountant and these guys, you know, financial cups were full or mm-hmm. at least they appeared to be, you know, I'm not going to be an assumer, but uh, I just know that their health was off. Right. And I know that their family life was off, relationship was off. And like one of the things I learned growing up was like, it was always like, you know, don't be greedy. Don't be greedy. Like, you know, you, uh, you know, you can have a little bit, but don't take too much, you know, don't be too greedy. And, and then I started listening to other people, such as the names I mentioned. And these people's cups were full all over. And they were like, no, fuck that, man. You can have it all. It's just, it just all starts here. It all starts in your head. So I'm just just telling myself and knowing like I can have it all. Okay, so how do I get there? Books, it was podcasts, it was really hanging out with a lot of people who, you know, at that time I really thought were influential. It was like just local business people. Like at the time when we were promoting, you know, they were 
people who were doing their own parties at the time I wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. I was in my, you know, my late teens. And I said, you know, how do I get there? Okay, let me learn the ins and outs from them. And, and then you learn that. And then it becomes, okay, I did that. How do I, how do I unlock the next level? All right, cool. So what's the next person I could look up to? And then learning from them and tapping into them. Um, so it was it was just a constant yearning for like hey how do I want my life to end and and who do I want to be in the process so right. and, and now I I tune into that I'm going to go back to the consistency and repetition part I tune into that every day cuz I learned that if I don't it's just like working out I could work out hard for 6 months and then do shit for 3 months and it's like I'm back to square one again so that I learned that these people are the best at what they do because these people I was learning from were not just doing it once because it was cool for TV. They lived it. Right. Like, that was their life. And they lived it whether you or I or TV was watching. No, They didn't care. They lived it. And then when I started living it, and I wasn't doing it perfectly right away, but I started living it. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, life's different, man. It feels really good. Mm-hmm. Um it's connecting on all levels. Like just my relationships with people, my laughter, um, my business. Like you know, it's I'm, I I just I feel good about where it's going. Am I am I you know where I want to be at this point in time? No, you know there's always levels, but I started adapting that lifestyle. I'll never change. Right. Like it's who I want to be, and I, and I and I stay there. Right. No, hundred percent. And I just want to interlude on this real quick because we mentioned promoting twice. I just want people to know how Phil and I got connected. Sure. <laughs> because we, you know, I don't want people to to be like, who the hell is this guy hopping on this show? So for the people that don't know Phil, and I know a ton of people already do, Phil and I got connected. So I actually grew up with Phil's younger brother, who's my age. Um, we played against each other in you know every sport possible: baseball, basketball, all of that. And uh, I. I want to say it was in about 2010 or 2011 I was um, just <laughs> living life and uh, I was you know promoting with uh, my partner Steve Pell Steve Pellegrino at the time we were working for a company out in Long Island here in New York and Phil had his own company and he was throwing parties in Brooklyn at the time and being that we were from the same area we were just so you know we were very distant and I know you know Phil approached us at a point and next thing you know it was all history next thing you know we're partnering up on parties, um, hosting some of the biggest, literally the biggest events that New York City has ever seen, which is phenomenal. And uh, I give Phil a lot of credit for bringing in talents such as, you know, Fetty Wap and Jada Kiss and Fabulous and Lloyd Banks numerous times, even Ja Rule. But I promise you, we had nothing to do with Fire Festival. Like the, <laughs> the, the list really goes on. So I definitely wanted that to be known for everyone that's tuned in right now. And you, know, you mentioned the, that you were tuning into sources. And I think Geo, Geo DeRice, Shout out to Gio. Yep. He said something that I really loved the other day, and I want your opinion on this because I'm per- and I really wanted Brian Fasheen to be here for this conversation because I think you guys are on two opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to this. So, Gio, shout out to you, man, for bringing up this point. But he said that his favorite basketball player is Steph Curry, right? I don't know if you remember this when we had that mastermind yep, in New yep, York City. Yep, yep. Gio said his favorite basketball player is Steph Curry, and. He, whatever it was, he was inspired by him. He wanted to watch every single game he played. But the only conflict was that Gio is Eastern Standard Time being in New York City and Steph Curry is Pacific Time because he's in the Bay Area. And that was 
conflicting, right? Because Gio wouldn't be able to wake up at a certain time. He wouldn't be able to get to his goals or his task, whatever he set out for the next day, in a timely manner without at least being tired, and that throws you off your game. So, you know, where do you draw the line when it comes to those sources, right? Because you could literally sit in front of your laptop all day and watch all these things. Now, listening to a podcast a little bit more proactive as opposed to kind of just uh you know you're stuck you know you could do other things while listening to a podcast obviously if you have like youtube plus or something like that you could listen to a youtube video with your phone closed while working out as well so personally for me the thing is like i don't listen to shit anymore like (laughs) i just told you i deleted instagram i deleted facebook i deleted twitter i deleted snapchat the only thing i'm on is linkedin right now so i'm curious like where do you actually draw that fine line are you only taking something in for a short amount of time throughout you know throughout the day or yeah, no, I, I saw no, I love that analogy. So, uh, I think, I think there's no cookie cutter answer. I think for everyone is different. I know for me, just over time, I I tapped into these sources, and I just want to say, uh, um, I we're at a point in time right now. I had this conversation all day with my boy Anthony, our friend Anthony yeah. Miller. I'm so grateful that these sources exist during the time that we're alive. So that's the first thing I want to mention. So first off, I'm really grateful that these guys exist, that I can even learn from somebody who has made the mistakes, done it, even if I don't know them, even if I've never seen this person before. So just the fact that they're there and they're out there, that's compelling. That takes my attention. It's like, oh, holy shit. This guy's got the family I want, the business I want, the life I want, the health I want. Okay, let me tap in. On the other hand, yes, you can become, you know, for lack of a better term, an infomaniac. You just you, st- you just start taking in information like crazy. Our parents didn't have the internet, right, social right, media, right. you know, and you start going off on it. So, I mean, I've definitely been at that point. I think we all have sometimes where we take in so much information that it feels like you had a productive day took in so much information, but you could just take it and take it in and, and never do anything with it. So I'm actually really intentional now to who I listen to. Mm-hmm. So instead of listening to 3,000 speakers a day, I'll just boil it down to like maybe three to five key people. Right. And when I consume their content, it's it, it's not it's not consuming content in during the time period that I'm supposed to be working on my business or making calls or doing my fitness or my meditations. It's a separate little gap of time that I set aside for it. Because when we were talking with Gio, I mentioned that we're talking about sleep, talk about different things like that. Uh, there's no right or wrong when it comes to consuming content. How much should you sleep when you're an entrepreneur? Should you watch the Knicks game, Steph Curry? Uh, whatever works for you. I know for me, I know that as long as, let's say like on the sleep topic, right? Okay, or listening to content. I know for me that as long as I get what I want to get done in a day, I'm happy with the action that I took, then the consuming of that particular people, that content, it's only added gravy on top. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like if, if the Gio wants to go and watch, uh, let's say Steph Curry shoot a three, and he, fi- and he got his stuff done that day, okay, God bless, go ahead. And who am I to tell you you shouldn't? But if you're not where you want to be in your business or your life and you're doing that, it's just simply a distraction. Sometimes podcasts, I've seen it even with myself, sometimes podcasts can be, you think it's a it's a motive, you call it a motivational distraction. It's really just an, a distraction. The same way eating cake is a distraction. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't feel good because uh, you didn't get that sale or the girl told you she's not going to hang out with you, so you emotionally eat that cake. Right. 
uh, actually motivational podcast. I'm emotionally drinking this wine. This wine. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast um, could be the same exact thing. A uh, Now, you could say to yourself, you know what, man? It's not because I'm not watching some guy shoot a basketball. You know, I'm learning. But really what you should be doing is making that call, which could have just netted you an extra $1,000 per month. But instead you're listening to a podcast, which is, you know, maybe something that you already know of, or maybe it's not. And you could have listened to it tomorrow or maybe after you made that call. Right. So I think as long as, going back to the topic, I think as long as you're happy with your productivity and what you get done, uh, who am I to tell you what you should or shouldn't do? Um I know there were times I just put my head down and didn't do any of that because I just felt that I wasn't where I wanted to be. And um, and now, and now depending on how my day goes is how much access I'll give to information like that, TV, mm-hmm. sleep, you know, things of that topic. So I think it comes down to, uh, at the end of the day, are you happy with what you produced? Um when you when you went to bed at night, like, did you do anything substantial that day, or did you just bunch, watch a bunch of podcasts? Right. You know, yeah, if, yeah. If, if you got shit done and you also learned, God bless you, bro. That's fucking awesome. If you didn't, you know, put down the podcast, start get yourself into a position where you could do it, and then carve out some time for you to actually do it. Yeah, I think you know one thing that kind of stands out to me just from talking about this right now is the fact that when we. We're lying to ourselves when they say these things aren't a distraction, right? Yes. You know, um, when it comes down to eating that cake or emotionally binging on Christmas cookies that I really want another one of right now. (laughs) You know, like all of these things, I feel like we lie to ourselves and that it's the worst type of lie in a way, right? Like, and I'm not saying I'm not trying to justify lying at all. I think, you know, any type of lie, whether I'm lying to whomever, um, it's obviously not something I try to do and I wouldn't suggest anyone do it. But when it comes down to lying to yourself, like that's a lot worse than, you know, lying to anyone else. Absolutely, man. Um, I learned the biggest thing is keeping your promises to yourself because at the end of the day, like you just said perfectly, you can lie to anyone. Um, I could go out and tell you, Matt, uh, I just ran five miles today and I only walked two miles. So I'm lying to you because my ego now feels better. But at the end of the day, uh, the quality of your life is how you keep the promises to yourself because you build credibility with yourself. It's your own internal report card. So just like you said, like, uh, I may appear on Instagram or real life that I'm, you know, I'm this knowledgeable guy and I got a great life. But if I'm not doing anything in the background, it means nothing. So, like you said, like you got to You got to be real with yourself. Keep your own internal scorecard. This goes back to what we said before about internal versus right, external right, right. validation. Like keep your own internal scorecard. And and man, let's just let's just hit this note for a second. Like when you actually say a promise. And you keep it, you're going to feel effing great. You feel fucking amazing, man. You feel so damn good that that hardwires your like internal chemistry, your, your circuitry. I mean, you want to do it again and again right. and again. It's the same exact way that you know you eat that cake and it feels good for that second. So it's been, it's not good for you, but in that moment, it feels good for you. So when you go back to that thought in your head you want to eat it again and again uh, I, you know I, touching before this is this is good to say one thing that I learned we were talking before about rewiring for the people at home like think of the rewiring process and all these things uh, that we're talking about as just like 
a train track of, let's say, like uh, of thoughts, of patterns in your skin. Think of like a, a train track, New York subway system, right? All these thoughts are hardwired in your skin. And what you need to do is the A train runs on this track all the time, but you know that you can move the track to the right. And instead of hitting Brooklyn, it can hit a whole new entire destination. It can hit Manhattan, it can hit, you know, uh, it hit Staten Island. When we start rewiring, like, why we do certain things, keeping the promises to ourselves, you know, why we do certain things like that. Like, now you have a whole new interpretation of life. Now you've started to rewire yourself. And and now when you keep that promise to yourself with that new rewiring, you're going to do it again. And, oh, shit, I don't like running. Oh, but I just ran and I look phenomenal. I fit in this dress. Guess what you're going to start doing? You're going to buy a new dress. You're going to say, oh, shit, I got to start running again. Right, right. New, new circuitry, new train tracks in your, you know, in your body. Exactly. You know, to the point of what you were just mentioning, right? When you keep a promise to yourself and when you keep that promise to yourself, you want to do it again. I think this is exactly what separates the real from the fake. And not necessarily the real from the fake, but let's just say the successful from the unsuccessful. Or that's probably even a shitty way to put it because we all define success, you know, differently. But... At the end of the day, you just mentioned earlier, like, you don't go to school for 12 days. You go to school for 12 years, right? It's fucking crazy to think that, or habit, or whatever it is, those promises that you want to keep to yourself over fucking time, bro, gives you the fucking result. You know, it's not like, it's not fucking rocket science, right? I'm preaching to the choir here. I don't hit my daily goals every day. I could sit here today and tell you that I didn't do my Tony Robbins priming. I wanted to, but you want to know what I did? I went around the corner, I got three slices of pizza. There you go. Like, Listen, balance, baby. <laughs> I'm not trying to promote balance here, but seriously, I'm I'm thinking about it. It's just like it's not fucking rocket science, man. No, it's not. I mean, uh, everybody learns differently. Like some people learn great through experience in the flesh. People learn great through books, different things. But like, I mean, just because I'm, I can't physically see who we're speaking to right now, like just the simplest analogy, man. Like, like a you know, like a flower in the garden. I mean. Talk about habit repetition. Like you water the flower once and you don't come back for five years, the damn thing's dead. But you water it day in, day mm-hmm. out. Things start growing. Things start sprouting new leaves. Then all of a sudden, you know, this little plant becomes a tree. You keep watering it, watering water. Then that tree drops an apple. Apple falls to the floor, new seeds. Water, water, water. Like... I think what you just said, keeping the promise to yourself, that's the unlock thing. You have that compound effect happens. But you know why keeping a promise to yourself is hard? Because no one's watching you and it's right. to yourself. So, so kind of Bradley, obviously, you know, Bradley. And I asked him about accountability. And his, his response was essentially that, why have someone else hold you accountable? Like if you can't hold yourself accountable, then... That that's that's a something that's revealing something to you, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, when it comes down to holding myself accountable, and again, I'm just speaking from you know from my own perspective here. If I'm not challenging myself by publicizing something or anything of that nature, bro, I fucking slip the fuck up. You know, I'm I'm not nowhere near perfect, and I I you know I'm I'm grateful for who I am, but I'm nowhere near perfect to the point where I'm hitting every single thing every single day. So like what 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 do you feel like uh accountability has to do with that? Like how how are you building that gene? Uh I mean that that account I agree with with what that gentleman said too like y- you first and foremost have to be accountable to yourself. Uh just play it out in the long run like I said earlier. 
these little compounded effects, these countability effects, like they add up to such a long, to, to this long life, this desired life that you want. If you don't do that, who will you ultimately become? Right. I mean, I'm not going to get into science and spirituality here, but like, let's just say you have one life. Like, let's leave it at that for just for just for this ex- quick example. Like, okay, how do you want that one life to end? So if I'm just demanding friends to be accountable for me, you know what, man? Um, I'm a sucker to be honest. If that's all I'm, I'm a, if, I, if I have to lean on someone for everything, uh, like call what you want to call. Like I'm not being a man. Like forget about gender here, but like I'm just not being me. Like I have to be me first. Like you said, fill your cup up. For, I had to be accountable to myself, man. I got to keep those promises to myself. When I say I'm going to do something, I got to do it. That external stuff, it's kind of like frosting on the cupcake. It's a great second layer. Right. But if that's all you depend on, man, you're fucked. You right. know, if, if that's all you depend on, in a, let's say in a relationship or in a business partner is the other person, you're fucked. No substance. You're fucked, bro. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, fucked. There's no other way to put like, it. That's, like, that's what it is. So I learned... I and 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 growing up, you're gonna that it's gonna hit you in your teens or your early twenties, especially when you know uh, life starts getting real. You're done with college and you're about to go into the real world, business or regular. I mean, most of our lives, like we're very blessed. Like our parents, they hold our hands, they help us. Some of them parent us differently, but like as soon as they let go of you. That was your first accountability partner, your parents. Mm-hmm. You know, like, did Phil, did you take out the trash? Phil, did right, you do this, right. did you do that? And now when you got to start doing it for yourself, for yourself, um, I think that that's where you first start seeing it. And that applies to everything else in life. So uh, back to what that gentleman said. Absolutely, man. Uh, you got to be your own accountability partner for yourself, by yourself. Everything else is icing on the cake. Do I believe in having accountability partners? Sure. Like, that, that's great. But it comes down to you first and foremost. Like, Back to the internal always. It's always the internal, man. Who do you want to become? If, if who you want to become at the end, your vision, who you want to be, like that person, if that's really important to you. Right. Like, You'll do it. You need no external motivation other than just that. I actually seen something maybe a few weeks ago. I, I've been off social for a little bit. I forgot when it was exactly, but bro, fill, fill up another glass, bro. Go ahead. There fucking, we go. Shout out to fucking Robert Mundavi. Shout out to Robert Mundavi. Private selection. These podcasts fucking tastes are, good. These podcasts are lit. <laughs> so I seen something the other day on Instagram. It was posted by this guy, uh, this gentleman, Daniel Decker. Shout out to Daniel. He's an OG in the game. He posted something along the lines, and I, I can't say it word for word, I'm not quoting verbatim here, but it was something along the lines of like, you know, when the day comes, and this, this isn't to get spiritual or religious here either, but like when you die and the day comes and you meet the maker, you're also meeting the person that you could have been, right? Like, yes. and it's fucking crazy to think of it like that. So I've been trying to keep that in the forefront of my mind, not even in the back of the, my mind, like in the forefront of my mind, it's like, Every single decision you make, if you wake up, you tell yourself you're going to go to the gym, you don't go to the gym versus you do go to the gym, right? Those are two totally different people. And it goes to show how much control you literally have over your own destiny. Now, to a point, yes, I personally believe that we all have a divine path, but I do think that the divine path is kind of wide and everyone's decisions daily narrows it down. Right and continuously narrows it down, man. It's fucking wild to even think like you have that much power. Absolutely, man. Um, there's another guy which we both know, Ed Milet, and um, 
he talks about you know on your last day when you're up there and and you know he's a religious guy too uh on your last day when you're up there and you meet you meet you know your creator next to him is going to be uh the best version of you it's going to be your twin it's going to be the person who kept all the promises to themselves yeah the faith the health the spirituality the everything they're gonna be right there and your greatest great greatest motivation in life like is that when it's your last day and you're next to your creator and your twin is right there the guy who kept all the promises to himself or girl right and you give that person a hug like that person is you they're a freaking mirror image of who you are you're like wow that motherfucker he looks so good yo you're handsome like (laughs) my twin better have a better hairline than me bro (laughs) oh me me too me too especially when i'm like hopefully i lift 100 but you know um yeah like that yo you look good oh man all the things on your life resume what you did who you helped you know financially contribution wise like that's the best person you could have been but i'm gonna 180 it for a second what'll suck is if you go up there and you look at that guy and you're a totally different person than who that guy is right girl is exactly that's the whole purpose of bringing that up man like you have so much fucking power but fuck man like it's powerful to think that and you know even this conversation just having it, it really goes to show like how much fucking power you have in your own hands you know absolutely man uh it's we're so much more powerful than we even know uh once again this goes back to the ham story we we only think we're as powerful or powerless as we are because of what's been ingrained in our skulls over generations and generations and generations and like i said i ain't gonna take this spiritually or scientifically but like man like you know we're at like we're we're amazing we're on another level i mean everything that we do we're all energy like we're just literally particles if you realize that you realize that what you can do how long you can live the place you can go who you can meet the energy you can attract like it's crazy and when you tune into this man like that's why me and you are sitting here right now it's the reason i met you i met matt uh i don't know Shit. Uh, maybe we were connected many? on MySpace for a minute uh, for a long time. Okay, I I mean we were obviously in the same gym. You were training at the gym, but like we weren't necessarily talking at that point, right? I mean I started going to force. Shout out to my guy Mike Romer, by the way. He's a fucking tank. He is. He is. I, I worked with him. I worked for him. I was a personal trainer. <laughs> right. So I started going to force two thousand eight. I didn't. I didn't meet you. Meet you until twenty eleven. 2010 2011 when you guys reached out to us i literally yeah. remember it perfectly like you aj and sabino met me and steve duncan donuts woodhaven boulevard 63rd drive uh, I'll, I'll never forget this it was a gesture that it's not that it's never been done for me and it, it's so minuscule but it's something that's literally ingrained in my mind that when we were there you guys kind of already had your thing I, you know aj's the fucking type of guy to eat 10 fucking donuts with sprinkles or whatever the fuck he got <laughs> And I'll never forget when we walked in, I went to go get something. And then Sabino, Sabino Curcio, shout out to Sabino. He was like, no, 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 I got you. And I'm like, yo, that's the type of people these guys are. You know, like that said, that definitely said a lot. So uh, it's crazy, man. No, absolutely. And I mean, you even even at that point, like, let's go back to like who we are and who we can meet and energy. Like, 
that's the type of people I want to be around. Right. I, I wanted to be around the best of the best. And, uh, you know, at, at that at that point, call it naiveness, call it whatever, like, you know, we we knew we could be the best. We wanted the best with us. That goes for anything else in your life. Like, get around people who are on the exact same wavelength as you are. Miserable people attract miserable people. You know, happy people attract happy people. And we all evolve. So, like... I evolve based upon who I'm around, right. you know. Um, you evolve based upon who you're around. I'm grateful for this friendship, be here right now. And uh, I can only imagine, like, we're, one, we're maybe one-third, one-fourth into our lives right now. Like, I can only imagine where this is going to take us, you know, going forward. It's so. crazy to think how much is fucking left, man. Like, I'm, bro, like... Oftentimes, I'm personally, I'm so hard on myself to, to you know, say that I want to get all the way here... But, yo, there's so much fucking time, man. You know, it's fucking wild to even think that. Yeah, you know? it's something that I... It's something that I've done plenty of times. I've stressed myself out, you know, told myself, oh, I got to hit this by this. I got to do this by this. And right. it's usually, once again, back to the ham story. It's about... Bro, ham, oh, ham is what's bringing this full circle, bro. Ham is bringing this full circle. It's ham it. has us ranting literally right now for 45 minutes. Holy shit, yeah. I mean... We're passionate about this, but like, go back to the ham. Like, you know, I was young. It was, oh, you gotta move out by this age. You gotta get married by this age. You gotta have kids by this age. So, right. So then you start listening to certain business people. Oh, you gotta be a millionaire by this age. You gotta do this by this age. And I mean, he's <laughs> gonna go deep for a second, but like, once you start like really, really looking into life and believing in like something bigger than yourself. Uh, you realize time is arbitrary. Like, right. it's it's nothing. It's man-made. They made up the clock. I mean, uh, and when you look back at, you know, what you might have done in the last six months, maybe you're a little disappointed. I wish I w- went a little further. But that's because you're a high performer. We all we all wish you went further. When you look back the last 10 years, you're like, holy shit, did I evolve? Were well, you the same kid, you, you know, when I met you at Dunkin' Donuts, you're the same bro, person you are now? Squingeal. I'm still a squingeal, but yo, back then, bro, <laughs> holy shit. You know, so we evolved so much. And, I mean, on a side note, like, guys, <laughs> when I was, I was born in 88, uh, I'm grateful that I got to see life before technology, during technology, and after, and also what it is now. Right. All right. There was no such thing as a cell phone. Like there was no such thing as the internet. You know, like like, and now I'm seeing it full circle. So if I can have, if I can see that much innovation in my 31 years of life, think about how much the next 31 years of life, like. My first computer was more expensive than I think the most expensive computer right now, just because when things aren't mass produced, they're freaking expensive. Right. You know, I had a gateway and I like a Dell, and this thing was like the size of my bedroom. But <laughs> but but now I have a computer in, in my in my hand, you know, my cell phone, and what I'm trying to get at is that over the next 31 years, going to be so much innovation. There's so much time. There's so much opportunity to capitalize on things and. If you believe in something like this, like we're talking about, you know, bigger than yourself, like just realize we're just getting started. Like we're maybe one third, one fourth of the way into our lives. Like it's crazy. if we do the right thing, you know, we we don't go too far left or too far right. We live in alignment. Like 
Yeah, it's not. It's not magical. It's not magically wrong to think that we're gonna live to at least to see a hundred. Yeah, a hundred percent. But you wanna know what, bro? I'm, I'm dead tight. You just made it sound like you're fucking born in nineteen fucking fifty, where the fucking computers are the size of a fucking room. The <laughs> way <laughs> <laughs> you said that, I'm like, yo, there's no way that computer was the size of a room. It was the size of my wall unit, to be honest. Um, not not the monitor, but the whole entire thing. I had I had a you know I had a uh, a tower that was like the size of like a vanity. You know, uh, I my my uh, what was it? My monitor. I had uh, shout out to Harmon Carden. They had a really good speaker. It was a, it was a uh, it was an upgrade on the Dell I had. But yeah, I mean, just the innovation that we have. Uh, just think about it. Think about all the innovations in med in medical and everything else and. Um, I mean, it, it's just, it's something else. So, uh, I, I think we got a long way to go. I think that we should constantly be pushing the gas pedal, but also understand that, you know, as you're pushing it, realize that, you know, you are, you are going to be that person. You may not hit it the exact way you thought you were, but you're going to get to it. And I remind myself of that too, even when I'm hard on myself. Right. Yeah. No, hundred percent, man. You know what's crazy is the fact that fucking Ham literally had us talking for 50 minutes. Yeah, because it's a lifelong analogy. <laughs> it is. It is. 100% is. But, I mean, we can keep going here, but we're going to have more episodes like this for sure. So Absolutely. I'm going to cut this one right here yeah. so we're not giving away too much. And we have, you know, we have stuff to talk about. Enough of the Phil Massey rant. <laughs> I could rant for a while. Bro, listen, at the end of the day, it's realness, and I definitely appreciate it. I'm going to make sure that all of your social stuff is in the show notes of this episode so people can connect with you. But, bro, I appreciate you hopping on here, bro. You my man. It's been a pleasure, and uh, more to come. Till next time, everyone. Be blessed. Peace.